<laughs> Welcome, everybody, to the First Timers Podcast. What I'm doing at the First Timers Podcast is I'm offering insight, tips, and advice for first-time home buyers, sellers, and investors. That was awesome. Wow. Where can we find you on social media, Mikey T? So right now, you can find me at Mikey T Sells NJ Homes and at THS Home Advisors on Instagram and Facebook and uh, MikeyTSellsNJHomes.com and THSHomeAdvisors.com. All right, fantastic. And my name is Ming Chen. I'm Michael Zapsik, and uh, we're here with Mikey T. He's going to sell your sell you a home, or I'm going to help you uh, learn about buying a home if you're already using another agent. Hell yeah. You know what? For me, um, I, I'm still living in the first house. Actually, no, I'm, I'm technically not because we had to bulldoze our first house. Uh, but I'm, I'm still the first time uh, home buyer. Sure. So we went through a lot of stuff that I wish I knew about, like um, where to go for you know finance, where to you know what kind of insurances do I need sure. for my house? Because that's those are game changers. Were you a Sandy Damaged House? I am a Sandy, uh, yes, we are a Sandy, sandy Damaged House, and I had to bulldoze it. Oh, boy. I know. It was horrible. We had five feet of water. And let's not talk about Sandy, because that just makes me cry. <laughs> but, um, you know, so we're actually getting a new house. We had a modular put in where, you know, our old house stood. So, but, I mean, our first house, you know, technically our starter house, I guess, when my wife and I were, were buying we had so many questions and we didn't know where to turn. So this, I wish this podcast was around when we were first buying. Yeah, for sure. And uh, yeah, I didn't know what I was doing. My, my wife took care of uh, <laughs> most of the home, home buying stuff. I mean, I'll, I'll be honest with you. I, 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 before I met her, yeah, a single guy, I probably could have read it my whole life. Yeah, and, sure. Uh, and that's usually in general, not a, not a great idea in the, over the long term. Yeah. I mean, uh, renting is right for certain people. Um, you know, as a real estate agent, I, I always want to sell a home, but renting has its place. If you're, if you're not going to stay in a certain place, but for a certain amount of time, mm -hmm. you should rent. You know, you shouldn't, not everybody should buy. It's a, it's a high cost to buy. And if you're going to move from Eaton Town to Titton Falls in two years, there was no point of buying, you know, so it, I think rental has its place, but in the long term, buying definitely Good point. And you notice that a lot of people like to to stay where their roots are. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that, that makes sense. Because we, um, my wife and I, were open to moving from town to town. We uh, we were living in Long Branch, but we didn't expect to buy in Long Branch. Because, mm -hmm. I mean, back, this is when, the right before the bubble, we, we bought in, I think, 2004. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> tough investment. It was a very tough investment, but I mean, it it worked out in the end. And um, I mean, we made so many mistakes, so many things weren't put into writing that we oh, should yeah. have had back then. Um, I mean, people were going into real estate school and selling without even trying. You know, they put they put an agent in an office, and that agent just started fielding calls and selling homes. They mm -hmm. didn't know anything about a house. Not to say that that's different now, but... Um, <laughs> <laughs> so it's like Charlie yeah. Sheen calling me up going, hey, have I got a deal for you? It's exactly. Like, um, but yeah, they're, mortgage people, they didn't give any advice. You could Any which way you needed to get a mortgage, they were able to give it to you. Mm -hmm. I mean, uh, I bought a house at around uh, right around that time, I guess 2003, and uh, I made up my payroll slips. 
to make it happen. Wow. <laughs> yeah, okay. I mean, yeah. It, I mean, he, he, it was just like, hey, you know, we needed payroll right. slips, and we made it up. Okay. You know, so uh, back <laughs> there were, the, yeah, I mean, it was, and, and he didn't care. Yeah, he's like, you know, most people don't do payroll slips in crayon, but yeah. we're going to let yeah, you well, pass. Exactly. Right. And, and you misspelled payroll, but. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How much money do you make? A million dollars. Yeah, one yeah. million dollars. What, um, what is a, what's a, what's the biggest mistake that, uh, first time homebuyers make? I think I the think. biggest mistake is they don't interview people. They, uh. They'll go with someone maybe they see at an open house, right? Or they'll blindly go with someone that's related to them, and they don't take the time to interview to see if they're the right fit. Maybe if they actually have the right experience. Um, you know, everyone starts out as a new agent, so right. people have, they have friends or family members that are new agents. But you still need to find out what other value that a new agent could give you. Just you want to hear their answer. Yeah. Listen, I was a new agent, but I have a broker of 30 years behind me. So whatever I don't know, I know I'm going to ask that person. And that's what I'm going to tell my clients. When I started out in construction, I had other tradespeople with more experience than me, but they worked for me. Right. So if the person you're interviewing can't tell you that that's their avenue and they're just giving you a line of bullshit, you know, but most people don't even ask. They just go in blind and... At the end, they don't even know if they got screwed or not. You know, so I, I always say to people, interview, interview, interview. You know, talk to a couple agents, talk to a couple mortgage people, talk to a couple, um, you know, attorneys, and get a feel for the process, get a feel for what everyone's saying, and you'll start to see who might be selling you some bullshit and right. who's giving you the, mm-hmm. the honest advice. Now, how do you feel about people taking out a mortgage that they really can't afford, that they're like just barely uh. – is that that's a no. thing, right? Oh yeah, and, and I I I hate that. And when someone comes to me and they tell me I'm approved for four hundred thousand mm-hmm. dollars, I tell them we should be looking at three fifty. Yeah, you know I don't want to look at four hundred because you're going to buy the house. There's always going to be a maintenance issue. There's mm-hmm. always going to be something going wrong, and the last thing you want to do is not be able to. Order Chinese on a Friday because you're house poor, mm-hmm. you know. So, um, I just dealt with a situation kind of like that. I have a client that I'm working with now. She was approved in the high fours. She knew that she could afford comfortably in the mid threes, mm-hmm. but the agent she was working with kept pushing homes in the fours, and she had to have this conversation over and over. Like, I don't want to pay that much a right. month. Exactly. I don't care that I'm uh, approved, mm-hmm. but. Um, you know, that's what this agent did, you know, where I, I listened to that. I think agents should listen to that. You know, people know really what they could afford a month. Right. You know, the mortgage guy gives you a, a pre-approval and you're kind of excited. You're like, oh my God, I could look at a $450,000 home. But when you put all that 450, the $9,000 in property taxes, your $600 car payment, your, your $300, uh, you know, car insurance, that, that stuff adds up. Next thing you know, you're working overtime every single weekend, and you're not enjoying the house. You know, it's not a blessing. It's a curse. Right. You got that on your back. Exactly. So, yeah. that's We didn't, we didn't do that. We were very – we had a set budget that we knew that we could, we could deal with. And, um, I mean, granted, you make more money later on in life, and, you know, hopefully you, you advance in your, your career, and, you know, you're not stuck at that – 
you know, $7 an hour job, yeah. you know, making that same, same amount of money. But I mean, that was, that was a concern like right in the beginning. And the one thing that I noticed that a lot of the, um, first time buyers are getting a little bit older and older and they're, they're saving money so they can put a good, decent down payment. And what would you say would be a good percentage of the down payment to put on? Do you know what? Uh, with interest rates being so low, uh, at, at closing, the seller is getting the amount of money no matter what. Mm-hmm. So it, it's to the individual. If I see that a higher down payment is going to make that buyer cash strapped, mm-hmm. then I'll suggest do the 3.5% down, keep the money in the bank, uh, keep it in investments. Mm-hmm. If you're paying 5% in interest – but your investments are bringing you 10%, why wouldn't you keep that in your investments? You oh, know, yeah. borrow the borrow against the money. You're making 5% more. So every there's an you know, everyone has their own situation. There's times where the seller likes to see the bigger down payment. Mm-hmm. It makes them feel like you're a stronger buyer, you're a more serious buyer. But it's my job as an agent to let the seller know why we're coming in at three and a half percent or five percent as opposed to twenty-five percent. You know, a lot of times I'd rather have my client have cash in the bank so that they can make improvements and do what they have to do when you, you know, once you own a house, you own all the headaches with the house. Exactly. Three words, folks, full copper refit. (laughs) You don't want to have that. You don't want to hear that from your plumber. (laughs) Full copper refit. You're like, oh my God. Because that's that's in like the ten thousand dollar range, and you're oh, like, man. I don't have that kind of money. Yeah, and yeah. I, I think for me, uh, I didn't have the best home inspector in the world. And by the time I moved in, there was like, well, new wa- new washer dryer, new dishwasher, <laughs> uh, replace the whole air conditioning unit, pretty much everything. It's like, well, why didn't you tell me this before? Is that because yeah. you weren't paying me? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the seller was paying me. Right. Uh, I well, have one story about that, and yeah. then I got a split because. Um, unfortunately, duty calls. But um, when we were uh, one, one other thing that um, we we did have like a, a first um, time seller, a first time seller, first time agent um, on our behalf, and uh, we got in. We were just moving in. We signed all the paperwork, and uh, they had taken the refrigerator out. <laughs> they they had taken. <laughs> there's no refrigerator, right? Yeah. And I'm like. Son of a bitch! Where am I? Where am I going to keep my eggs cool? Yeah, yeah. where do yeah. I put my pudding pops? Yeah, where do I put my pudding pops? And uh, no, they had taken the because they're like we didn't specify that you were getting the refrigerator. Yeah. I was like, that happens a lot. Holy crap! Yeah, and we had to scramble. And also the day before, we found out we needed flood insurance because the people uh, who owned the house before us didn't have flood insurance. Okay, they they just it was not necessary. For them, but for us, zoning had changed sure. in like the five years since they had bought. Yeah, and if they didn't have a mortgage, some uh, a lot of times if you don't have a mortgage, mm-hmm. you don't need. I mean, you don't need any insurance. Exactly. Well, I did because uh, yeah. I had a mortgage, and we had to scramble the day before closing to find uh, insurance. Right. So I mean, there was so much that went wrong in our closing, but I mean, ultimately, it all worked out well. Yeah. But. Make sure you get everything in writing, folks. Everything oh, in writing. Definitely, as much as you can. Yeah. Yeah. So, Mikey T, thank you so thank much. Thank you. You guys keep going. Sponsor. Awesome. Hope we see you again. <laughs> yes, I'll see you soon.
Yeah, so that's that's a good rule of thumb. Get everything in writing. Absolutely, and uh, you know, e- even with home inspection, that doesn't, you know, they won't show everything, um, and uh, you know, things will break and uh, need maintenance the day after you close. Right, as you uh, found yeah, out. Yeah, as I find out. Yeah. I, yeah, I think I think most people go through that. Yeah, definitely, and and you know, it's so difficult even at home inspection. Um, I try to equate buying a house to like buying a car. Right. You could go to, you know, Circle Hyundai right now, find a used car. You could go through it. You, you turn on the AC, you turn on the radio, you think everything's working good. Maybe you even have a mechanic go through it and he'll tell you, you know, this may happen or may not. But you pull it off that lot and the alternator goes two weeks later. Right. I mean, there's no way of telling a lot of times when things are aged, you know, they have a life expectancy. Right. It could be plus or minus, and uh, it's kind of like a, a roll of the dice. Yeah. Now with the car, usually they give you whatever the three year, four year uh, protection yeah, or, yeah, or, yeah. or you know warranty. And, um, and there, there's home warranties now that you could buy, and uh, you know uh, the 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 gas company offers uh, you know service plans. Yeah. And would you recommend those? Um, definitely. I think for peace of mind. Okay. I'm one of those guys. I buy the the extended okay, warranty sure, on everything, sure. and and I've and I've used it almost every time. Yeah. So, you know, on my refrigerators, on my stoves, everything I, I've used my extended warranty to the utmost. Uh, so I think any if you could buy the service, if it's not out of whack, you know, if it's not too expensive, right. uh, I think you know home warranty for one year is something like 500 bucks it's it's not that expensive yeah whereas uh i as i learned replacing say an ac unit is you know for a couple thousand yes. or, or more yes definitely and uh yeah i try to tell my clients from the beginning once you see something's close to the end of its life if the uh water heater's over 10 years yeah. old if the ac unit's you know 15 years you know coming in that area right. it's, have it in the back of your mind that this is going to be something you're spending money on, you know, in the future, the roof, you know, those are your main components right. that your roof, your AC, your heating and your water heater. Those are the three things that, that go wrong when you're, you're not expecting it and you don't have the money. Right. And those are the things, the, those are the things that you need. If it's a hot summer yeah, day, exactly. you can't AC. do without those three. If, uh, you know, you, most people like hot showers, so yeah. that's, uh, and and, they don't like a leaky roof and they don't, you don't want a leaky roof either yeah. because that's going to damage all the stuff yep. beneath the roof. Absolutely. So, yeah. you know, that, that's important. And, um, but for, for, for first time home buyers, definitely take your time, uh, you know, ask around, talk to a couple of agents, Get a good idea of what they're saying and, uh, you know, go with that gut instinct. If you don't feel that someone's, you know, giving you the right advice, they might not be. Yeah. I, I think uh, for me, you know, things were being thrown at me, you know, the, the insurance, uh, oh, you yes. know, maybe a better inspector. I was like, well, do, you know, do I need this? Yeah. Should I put the money into this? Is it worth it? I yeah. think it was the biggest question. Oh, sure. And 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 I deal with clients that uh, dollar shop everything. Okay. And... My experience, uh, you know, you, you may find a good in- inspector cheaper, but in the overall, you know, scheme of things, if you're spending two, three, four hundred thousand dollars on a home, trying to save two hundred dollars on a an inspector and two hundred dollars on your attorney, right? That really is uh, money not well spent, especially if I'm recommending someone good, and they might be a little bit more money. Yeah, I think you know 
you have to go with those recommendations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you, you know, you look up reviews, you, you, but in the end, you don't know until you're in it. And if you, if you don't take the time to kind of build your team before you go out, yeah, you, you're kind of left in the blind. So the more homework you could do up front will lead to better situations where you're not wondering like, man, like, should I go with this guy? You know, who should I use for insurance? Who should I use for an attorney? Because that, that gets thrown at you all at once. You know, most people, they, they go look at homes. They go to open houses. Maybe they, they'll get a real estate agent that'll show them other houses. Yeah. Then they find a house and they're like, oh, crap, I got to get, get a mortgage guy now. Who, who should I use? Yeah. And the real, real estate agent says, oh, you call this person. And you're like, oh, okay. And then you get, you get pre-approved and now you get accepted and you're like, now what? And then, okay, well, now you got to get an attorney. Well, who should I use? Yeah. The whole way you're just going, who should I use? So my thing is let's you know, sit down beforehand with your agent after you interview and build your team early on. Okay. So then you're not wondering who's my attorney, who's my this, who's my that. Yeah, you who do I call if this happens? Exactly. Uh, yeah. You kind of know, like, as things hit you, it's just, oh, okay, you're calling, uh, you know, Evan. You're calling Mike. Yeah. You're calling whoever. I mean, th these are people that you're not worried about. You already have your team in place, and that leads to a lot less stress. When you don't know what's going on, you're stressed out like hell. And and there's a lot of agents that don't know what's going on. They're wondering who to refer, and they're asking out, like, well, who should I refer? I mean, you know, we're all new at one time. I was the same way, yeah. you know, asking around. Uh, but if you could build your team early – and that that's the main thing. I know everyone wants everything tomorrow, <laughs> but you you take your time. I mean, it, it could only it might take a week yeah. to interview these people. Take your time. Let them take you out for coffee at Starbucks or Buscardu or wherever right. you know, and let them tell you you know interview. You're you're hiring them hiring them for a job, right? So you know do you know put your due diligence in. All right, so patience is not a bad thing to have when buying a home. No, once once you have your team, then you don't then you could act quick. Right. Then when you see that house, you know this is a still a pretty good market. So when you see a house you want, you got to jump. You can't really, you know, overthink it. Yeah. You can't, you know, overanalyze it. It's it's not if it's priced right, it's going. Right. Um, if it's priced high, it might stick around for a while. But if you have the team already in place, then you could go to work. You know, then then it's just let's start looking at homes. Let's start start putting offers in, and let's get this done. You know, and, and you'll feel a lot more confident, a lot more comfortable, and uh, and you'll I think you'll have a lot more success that way. Yeah, um, building the team. What are the what are the uh, what are the must have components? Uh, you know, who are your all stars on this team? Uh, you mentioned a mortgage guy, a lawyer. Yeah, definitely. Uh, you know, your your mortgage person, your real estate agent, and your attorney. Those three kind of they're they're by your side the whole way okay i mean they're they're they become like your family your friends i mean you know my clients are texting me at all times and of the day and night um and they do that for their their you know the attorney i mean most of them have business hours they're, yeah. they're not like uh, sure. most of us uh, you know mortgage and uh real estate agents but those three people could really shape the whole deal if you have a uh, a mortgage guy that's kind of blowing smoke up your ass and just wants you to get working with them and they don't do their due diligence to really know if you're qualified. Now you're mid deal and now you're finding out you're not qualified. Right. Um, you know, th there's people out there that they just want clients. I think it's more about doing the work beforehand 
if, if the real estate agent, the mortgage person, and the and the attorney are doing their job first, you you know that your deal is going to go through solid. You know where you stand, and those three I think are the, really the all stars. And then from there, you branch out to who's going to be your home inspector, your title company, okay. uh, your your homeowner's insurance, <laughs> right, and stuff like that. And then after home inspection, you might need further evaluation. And that kind of happens, you know, as the process goes. If you have a septic tank, you need a septic inspector. Right. If you have a, okay. a structural issue where you, you might think you do, you know, you might need a structural engineer to come in. So I'm not saying you need to know all those components at first, but really your your main three, your your agent, your mortgage person, and your attorney, those are the three that really shape the whole deal. Okay, so those are ones uh, you can spend a little more time on, uh, you know, finding – Finding that component yes. to add to your, your team. Definitely. Th- those three deserve your most attention. If you, if you want to talk to three agents, three mortgage people, and you know a couple of attorneys, you know the attorneys, everyone's willing to talk. You know They, they want your business. Right. They want you to feel comfortable. And I think we all appreciate when people are up front and they're doing their due diligence right. and they're trying to find out like who's on my team. And you know as an agent, I know that – if someone chooses me, they're they're not shopping. I'm not just one of four people that they're looking at houses all week. Like, right. I'm a part of their team, and and once I know everybody within the team, it makes it go so much easier. And uh, most of the time, it's it's a it's a successful transaction. Yeah, I know, and I like building these relationships. Uh, my real estate agent, uh, I bought my house what 16 years ago. I, we still wish each other happy birthday. Uh, yeah. And, uh, you know, we'll, we even see each other every so often. So it's exactly. uh, it, it's important. It, it could be a lifelong, uh, you know, relationship with the, the, your, your real estate agent. I thought that was, I thought once we bought the house, you know, that was kind of it. And uh, no, we kept talking though. And no, uh, you it, never know where you're going to need them. Exactly. And, and that goes for, you know, all of the above. Most of these attorneys just don't do closings. They do estate stuff. They'll help you with your wills. God forbid you get into any illegal trouble. You know, right. you, you have someone there that you worked with, you built a relationship, your mortgage person, you might need to refinance down the road. Right. You might want to buy a second home. It's always good to have these people like in your team. And uh, you hope that like your agent, they follow up and they, they make sure that they they show you they're still around. Yep. Um, you know, sometimes that doesn't happen, but yeah, no, uh, I still, I believe I still get a Christmas card from my real estate agent, yeah, even, that's, even, you know, for the last 16 years. So that's good. Yeah. So, I mean, as long as you have a complete team where one may be lacking, the other one kind of picks up and, uh, and you just want to make sure that you're, whoever you're using is utilizing their resources. Right. So I don't expect a real estate agent to know how to, how the addition was built, but I expect them to know who to call in case a question came right. up. Right. And that that's what matters most. It's I think it was uh Henry Ford. He didn't know anything about cars or how to build cars, but he had all the right people around him that did. So that's what's important. Ha- knowing who to call, having that Rolodex of yep. people that at a moment's notice you go, Well, I don't know this, but guess what? Bob does. Yeah, and I'll call him and he'll call me back in five minutes exactly, and I'll have that exactly. answer for you. And that's what's important. So, you know, asking questions like that when you're interviewing, you know, do you have a, a list of resources, you know, that you've worked with, that you're comfortable with? Right. Are these, you know, are you just, are you going to be looking on Google when something happens or do you have people that like I could feel trusted 
that when we go through the process, it's going to, you know, you worked with these people and it'll happen. And, uh, you know, I mean, an agent could tell you whatever. Anybody could tell you sure. whatever. But your gut instinct will, t- will tell you if, if that person's lying or telling you the truth. Yeah, I think that might have been my problem. I just trusted everybody. In the, yeah. You know, I mean, you know, inherently, uh, you know, that should work out, but it doesn't always. So that's a, that's a great tip. Just, uh, you know, interview people. Definitely. And uh, make sure they're, they're definitely the right fit. Yeah, interview, interview, interview. Use your gut instinct. Take notes. Um, really take your time. Build your team. And then the rest will fly by and you'll, you'll, you'll be able to accomplish a lot that way. That's awesome. Uh, so if I may ask, how long have you been doing this? Uh, why did you get into it and why do you love it? So I, I'm on my in my third year of real estate. Okay. Uh, this year uh, I started uh, Tim. Timpani Home Solutions, THS Home Advisors, uh, kind of marrying my background of construction. Uh, my brother and I have had a construction company, FTJ Builders, since 1999. I'm third generation in the construction business. Um, so that, that's kind of what led me you know, to these companies, to, to real estate and, uh, and uh, THS. Uh, but what kind of really led me into real estate was like many other people, um, a transaction I had myself, you know, buying my first home. Right. And, uh, it really kind of started off from a portrait of, uh, a point of not liking real estate agents. And that's what really brought me into this. Most real estate and no real estate agents would know when I'm walking in a house and flip flops and shorts, if I'm a if I'm a contractor or if I'm whoever. Yeah, businessman uh, yeah, they or don't if know. you, you know, sell groceries, whatever. Yeah, they don't know. They don't know. So I would walk into open houses and I would start asking questions. And I very soon learned that a lot of these answers were complete crap. Yeah. Bullshit. They were just saying whatever. I could, I could tell. Being in construction, I have to sell jobs. Right. So I'm, I'm part salesman. So I know that part of the, the, the industry, selling. And I was like, man, they're just trying to sell me just to, just to get it. Yeah, they're saying whatever they can to 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 get you to buy. Exactly, and 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 my my initial thought was, man, who's believing what they're saying? You know, like if this is what they're saying, and they, and you're you don't have the background to know that they're not telling you the truth, then what the hell? I mean, people are just getting taken advantage of. Yeah, so for sure. I, so I told my wife then, I mean, eventually we, we found the real estate agent that kind of stayed in his lane, um, very professional. If, if he didn't know, he would say, Mike, I'm a real estate agent. You know, you're going to have to consult with X, Y, Z. Like, and I appreciated that. Yeah. You know, I didn't want someone to just give me answers. Just just tell me the truth. If you don't know, you don't know. Right. That's, that's what you should do. So I, I had some faith in the real estate industry, you know, after I closed on my home. But I told my wife, I said, eventually I'm going to get my license and I'm going to help people out. I'm going to give them whatever experience I know and I'm going to help them as much as I can so that they know what they're buying. And uh, about three and a half years ago, I just woke up one day and I started looking up real estate schools. I went to school. I passed the test. And when they when I passed the test, they're like, hey, you got to figure out an agency to work for. I'm like, I, I didn't know how anything worked. Right. So I, I went to a Coldwell Banker. And uh, I moved around a couple times since. Now I'm at a Remax Realty 9 in Howell. Uh, basically moved around just because 
being a business owner so long, I, I kind of, maybe I'm a little like, uh, I don't know, selfish. I like doing things my way. And if, if I don't see myself aligned correctly with the company I'm working right. with, then I can't stick around. Like, it, you know, they kind of have to allow me to be me. And certain companies want you to be the brand and not so much you. Right. So that's what, you know, I bounced around until I felt the right place. Yeah, and you found the right fit. Yeah. So now I, I, have a, I have a great broker that I work with. She's been in the business for a very long time. And, uh, and so any of the questions I have, I feel confident, you know, when I shoot her a text or I call her up, I know that they're going to be the right answers. And, uh, and it really allowed me to focus more on, you know, doing for my clients, not worrying so much about, am I getting the help in the back end that I need? Yeah. And, uh, and then it also gave me time to really think about where did I want to bring this all? You know, do I want to be the crazy real estate agent that's trying to pump out 30, 40, 50, 60 listings a year? Like most people don't understand what, you know, your client, well, with me, I, I take a lot of time with my clients. So fielding phone calls and text messages and emails and DMs on Instagram yeah. and, and Facebook. <laughs> I mean, sometimes I don't even rem remember where messages are coming in at, but I'm, I'm doing it all day and night. When you have a lot of clients, that's a lot on your plate. Yes. And for me, I, I don't see myself as uh, like some real estate companies have teams. Uh, I'm trying to uh, – there's the, the guy, uh, Rob Dukansky, I think. He has, he, I mean, his billboards are everywhere. He, he's one of the most successful REMAX teams in the world. Yeah. But when you have teams, it's basically like having employees. I like having the control. I know the value I bring people. Yep. So if I had two other agents helping me, they can't bring the value I have. My value is my experience. I can't be on every showing with them. So um, so I, 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 I knew then I go, well, I, I can't impact as many people as I want because I can't be – I can't help as many people in the process. And once you're in the process of real estate, it's not just showing the house. It's, it's going through the whole process. It's a lot of time. So – I basically created uh, Timpani Home Solutions to give the home advisory, the home uh, consultant part of what I do to everybody. And, it, and it's on an as-needed basis. Yeah. So your agent, a new agent, a seasoned agent, if they have a question about a house, before you go through the home inspection and you put an offer, you can now hire me. I come through and I give that part of what I do to for everybody. Right. Minus the real estate, I'm not going to talk about real estate when it's not my client, but I could give that that service and that value to the public, and then they could do with it what they need. And if they need me back again, I'll come back again. But only having limited time really to be with that client, I'm not tied down for you know as long as I am with you know my real estate clients take a lot of my time. Yeah, and I, I have no problem as, with as that. As they should, yes. as they should, but. If I'm coming in to look at a house for you, I'm there with you for an hour. I give you what I need to give you. Yeah. I tell you what I need to do, and then I'm done. You know, if you need me again, we'll work together. So I could, I could, I could service a lot more people, and I could kind of do what I love, get that value out there to anyone other than my my clients, which which I thought uh, is something that I really wanted to do. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. I, I th that's. That's very unique, I think, and uh, you have the also the unique background, and uh, you know 
the ins and outs of contracting and construction. So you can see structural flaws and yes. uh, you know things that maybe aren't going so right in uh, you know structurally with the house. That and I could also decipher you know you had a home inspection. Most people do. Not every home inspector was a contractor. I mean, home inspectors a lot of times were something else and they went to home inspection school because listen, you do a home inspection for three, four hundred bucks, you're with the person for an hour and a half, two hours, it takes you about another hour to do the uh the report. So I mean you're making three a hundred bucks an hour. Yep. It's, it's not a bad gig. Nope. You know, you do two home inspections a day times five. I mean, you're you're making pretty good bank. Yes. So, I mean, it's a money-driven, you know. I mean, every, every everyone's in it for money anyway. But that being said, because a lot of home inspectors don't have contracting experience on the back end, they could give you a list of everything that's wrong. And when you, the homeowner, the, you know, the buyer sees this list, you go, "Oh my shit! What the fuck?" Like, yeah. How, like I shouldn't even buy this house. It's going to crumble on right, me. Like yeah, yeah, this is not. <laughs> but when you have someone like myself with real life experience in the field, I could break it down to like, listen, realistically, yet yeah, these are issues that this home is running fine with a certain amount of these issues that you'll never fix. Yeah, they're just that one you know valve that's frozen in the open position that you'll never have to close. Like. You're not going to bring in a plumber to fix that for 250 bucks. Right. We're just letting you know. Exactly. So I'm there to bring reality to the situation to kind of break down, hey, listen, every house you're buying is used unless you buy a new one. And even new ones need a home inspection. But the used home, it's about buying the house at the price you're going to buy it. Right. And if, if the price you're buying it at is worth it in the condition that you're buying it. So- if the house needs a lot of work, you're not paying top dollar. I don't care if the real estate agent wants to make the most commission. You know, you, you have to put everything into consideration yeah. so that when you buy a house, if you know you're going to need a roof within the next year and a half and you're going to need a new water heater, like you're going to go for some credits to try to get some money back. Yep. Uh, and that's what I, I, I like to work with them on that aspect. Like, okay. Get the credits for X amount of dollars if you can and make sure you use that money to fix right. these things. A lot of times people don't – they use it for closing costs. Yeah. They don't even use it to fix. They'll let that roof that should be fixed five years ago last another 10. Yeah. You know, with she some shouldn't. tarp and, you know, some yeah, duct some tape. Spin, some spit, yeah. Yeah, so – but it's just bringing reality to it so that I could, you know – and that and that's a part of what we offer at THS is, uh, you know, going post-home inspection – you get the home inspection report. We'll meet you at the house and go through everything and say, you know, okay, these are probably things you should tackle. These are things maybe you don't have to tackle. And w we could also generate an estimate for these people so that they know if you were to hit everything on this list, you're looking at $10,000. But if you really needed to fix what you need to fix, you need to get 4000 If they could get 4000 credit, they did good. You know, and the deal stays together. Yeah. But it, when you don't have someone there that could uh, kind of bring down tension and bring some, you know, some logic to the situation and, and some education, you know, a lot of deals cl uh, fall apart after home inspection. So I, that, that, that's a large part of what I do for my own clients. And now I, I could do it for other people, which is, which is pretty cool. That's awesome. Do you have any good first-time homebuyer stories that you might have uh, 
I'll I, I tell you, like, uh, there's some nightmare stories. Uh, it, it, just going through the home showing process, looking at homes, yeah. it, it's always interesting. Um, I guess a, a quick story. We were looking at a house in Howell, and I was looking. There was a detached garage, and at the very top of the garage, the main beam, there was a ratchet strap that holds down, like, you know, lumber on the back mm-hmm. of a flatbed truck. Yeah. And the ratchet strap was going from one wall to the next. And uh, and it was about 15 feet up in the air. And I'm looking at it and I go, I have a pretty good idea why it was there. But I said, Dean, let, nah, nah, this might be an anti-agent kind of <laughs> maybe story. But so I called the agent and I go, do you have any idea why a ratchet strap's in the garage? Yeah. She goes, yeah, the, uh, the homeowner used it to hang his clothes. 15 feet up in the air, he was hanging close. <laughs> I was like, I don't I don't know if you know, but that ratchet strap was holding the whole garage together. The walls were bowing out, and the ratchet <laughs> strap was actually cranked up to hold the walls together. Yeah. The, the straps went around outside the wall, around the top plate. You know, the, that's your, your two-by-fours that go around the top of the, your wall. And then it was cranked in to hold the walls straight and tight. But this agent told me it was uh, for hanging clothing. Is for hot, you know hanging clothing fifteen feet up in the air. <laughs> um, so yeah, I mean, I mean, I've been to houses where you know you walk into triple beam scales, sure. and I mean, you're like, you're like, what the heck? Yeah. But the register, if you didn't look up, you wouldn't have even seen it. I guess uh, so. My my buyers had no idea. Yeah. And I, I so I mean. I go into a house. I scan things. I'm like, uh, yeah, you're you like know. the Terminator. Yeah, you're I'm like, like I'm like a Navy SEAL with yeah. a laser beam. I'm yep. going around the house, yeah. kind of looking up, down, clearing rooms, and uh, you know, I'm looking for stress cracks. I'm looking for things that don't look right, and they had no idea. And I was like, what the heck? Yeah. And uh, I mean, it's it things like that happen, you know. And uh, that's where I say, you know, if if you have someone that you could trust with you, right. And uh, and that's where kind of the reason why I form my companies, you could use whatever agent you want, but if you need an outside person that maybe you'll feel comfortable, it's almost like having, you know, your own contractor walk around with you that you could kind of shoot the shit right. and say, hey, well, what do you think? Can, can I, you know, if I was to flip the bathroom this way, you know, how much is that going to cost? You know, what, what's the reno on, on this kitchen going to cost? Well, what if I want to move the kitchen from that side to this side? You know, what's entailed then? Can I really open up this wall? You know, all these questions, because, you know, people move it. They don't want the old house that was built in 1958. No. They want an open floor plan. They want this and that. Well, they want their version. Exactly. And there's nothing wrong. But my thing is get educated beforehand. So when you walk into it and then you're like, I can't afford any of this. Like, I wish I would have known. Maybe I would have bought a house a little less yeah. and put that money into it. Or, you know, I think it just gives you better options. But, uh, you know, first time home buyers, they're going to experience a lot of what I saw, the ratchet strap, the, right. the you know, panic rooms. <laughs> yeah, the, the um, toothpaste covering the holes in the wall. There was one house, we walked in, every bedroom door was locked. Like, like what the hell? Like, it, like, it was a fortress. Yeah. I mean, unfortunately, the, the son had an issue, but and we sure, found sure. out why. But, but going through, you just, it, it's amazing. So, uh, you know, first time homebuyers, when you're out there, you're gonna you're gonna see a lot of stuff, and you're gonna be surprised, and you're gonna be disappointed. Um, but just uh, as long as you know that going into it, it's a roller coaster. Um, 
and you have a solid team, you're going to be good. Awesome. Thank you. I mean, I'm looking forward to hearing more stories. I, I want to buy a house from you. Yeah, let's, let's go right Let's now, go but, shopping after but, this. Uh, I, I'm looking forward to hearing all your advice as you continue uh, these podcast episodes. No, I appreciate it. And, you know, the, the, the premise of also what I'm doing here with the podcast is I'm going to bring in other professionals that have experience in home buying, home selling. I'm going to bring other real estate agents in. It's not just about, it's not the Mikey T show. It's, it's, it's about just educating people. So we'll have, uh, you know, Mike Mercia and, and, and Evan Bomber yeah. and, 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 you know, plenty of other attorneys and mortgage people, title people. Uh, I'm going to have first time home buyers in, I'm going to have people that have been investors. I'm going to have hard money guys in, I'm going to have contractors in. I'm going to have whoever I think could bring value and, and, give some clarity to the home buying or selling, you know, event. And I think over time you'll, you'll get enough knowledge and and information here that, uh, you'll be a smarter buyer, seller, and investor. Fantastic. Well, I'm looking forward to all of this. Yes, me too. I mean, it's exciting to do. This is an exciting time for me. Uh, you know, just trying to grow out of, you know, just keep growing, you know, doing something a little bit different, a little bit, I'm, you know, I'm not comfortable yet here yet, but, uh, you know, it, sound like a pro to me, my friend, it's, it's all, it's all growth. So I think it's going to be, for me, it's all about helping people. Yeah. I, I, and that's, I, uh, that's the heart of it. Yeah. That's what I love. I think I, that's amazing. I, I, I never, I mean, I can honestly say I don't care. You know, I, I like commission checks, you know, I like doing renovations. I like, I like money. Everyone does it, sure. but that's not my motivation yeah. when, uh, you know, when a client tells me, Mike, I don't think this house is right for me. I'm gonna, I'm gonna kill the deal. All right, that's what it is. You know, I'm, I'm about you, the person. The, the money will follow in the end. Yeah. You know, so being able to help people even greater by bringing in other professionals, mortgage people, other agents. You know, there's agents that have done it way longer than me that work with more people that could probably bring shine some light on some situations I haven't been in. And uh, I think this could all help people that are, are going through the process. And uh, I think that's what we're going to try to achieve here. That's fantastic. And where, where can I find you again? So you could find me at Mikey T sells NJ Homes on Instagram and Facebook. You could also uh, find uh, my other company, THS Home Advisors. And we're on Instagram and Facebook also. And you put a dot com after that and you can find us on the net. And uh, hopefully soon you're going to also find us at a uh, first time podcast podcast or something. And we're going to we're going to work all that out. Yeah, soon. I like that name. Yeah, I think it, so uh, you'll be able to follow us uh, everywhere. And if you're DMing me on seven different places, just be patient. I'll get back to you. I'll remember where it is at some point. That's the only problem with technology. But uh, I do get back to everyone and, uh, you know, I, I make myself available. So oh, and, and, and a real quick thing that um I try to, you know, being that the industry that I, I, I'm basically creating, there's really not, I don't, I don't even know of any home advisors, any home consultants that do what I'm doing, but being, I am a real estate agent. I know that could maybe, uh, make some other agents a little uncomfortable that I'm, maybe I'm trying to feed my own pipeline here. So I, 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 I try to tell all the, the agents, if you're referring anyone to me, I'm, I'm not taking your agents, your clients. You know, I, I do offer a one-year non-compete. I'm, I won't even be a referral agent for that person. So if, if your client comes to me and then they stop working with you two weeks later, 
sorry, I'm not taking them on. You know, it's, that's not what I'm here. My, my job here is to help make their life better, make the agent's life better. And in the end, everyone's more successful for it. Fantastic. Thank you very much. So thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you. Mikey T sells homes. There we go.